0: Welcome to episode 43 of Low Muck, a member of the Odd Pods Media Network. This is a tiny slice of the Muck podcast where we talk to people in the media and politics about their favorite stories or experiences. I'm Tina Hadamio And
1: I'm Hilary Dougherty.
0: Today we are interviewing field director for Equality Florida, Wesley Davis. Hillary, tell us about today's guest.
1: Yay! Okay, Wesley Davis is Equality Florida's field director responsible for helping to lead Equality Florida's pride and outreach programs and supporting Equality Florida's member mobilization and voter engagement programs in priority legislative and electoral campaigns, Wesley brings a diverse perspective to the Equality Florida team, having managed Democratic and Republican campaign programs throughout the country. He brings extensive experience as a grassroots coordinator and a regional director to the Equality Florida field team. As a former aide in the Florida House of Representatives, he oversaw priority policy topics and putting constituents' needs first. Wesley has devoted his career to developing winning strategies, boosting community awareness, and positively impacting communities. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having
2: me. I, I That was a mouthful, but I can, <laughs> I can, shorten, it, I can shorten it for y'all uh, a lot more fluidly. As a Quality Florida State Wide Field Director, uh, I... Lead Equality Florida's Pride programs. I lead our member recruitment, rapid uh, response, volunteer programs, and I help to lead our political engagement and GOTV programs at Equality Florida.
1: Nice. And we can call you Wes or Wesley? Wait, which one?
2: You, I'm a junior. So my dad goes by Wesley. Okay. I go by Wes. So All you right. can just call me Wes.
1: All right, cool. That's what we're going to do. We're gonna That yes. will make it even shorter. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. So t- let's start with you telling us how you got involved in politics.
3: Yeah. So,
2: so I have a little bit of a different uh, story than the most at uh, Equality Florida and in movement politics. I'm, I'm born and raised in Florida. I'm from a very small town, just up 95 from y'all, uh, called Vera Beach, Florida in, oh. in Indian River County. Most, mostly known for Dodger Town. Uh, and we have a uh, Disney resort that is also there too. But uh, very, very conservative, uh, very, very small town. Um, and my dad, actually, I was the reason why my dad decided to get involved in politics. As I started kindergarten and first grade, he decided to run for school board. Um, and he had been in politics ever since and still, no. still serves. He's the, he's the property appraiser for, for his hometown county. So, uh, for me, growing up, Rugrats Pokemon were pretty much succinct with going to Republican <laughs> fundraisers, going to, uh, uh, going to Canvas on Saturday and Sunday in my little red wagon. So <laughs> for me, it's, it, it's been a, a family engagement since day one. <laughs>
0: Wow! I love this. Yeah, that is incredible. Yeah. And so, you currently work as a field director. So, what does a field director do? For those who may not know, what does your work entail, and why this for you?
2: Yeah. So, so I've always been my my bread and butter is field, and field is is what it sounds like. Is we my department uh, at Equality Florida are pretty much the boots on the ground for the organization and for. Uh, the greater LGBTQ movement across the state of Florida for LGBTQ folks. We are, uh, field, FIELD are the ones that are out in the community going to community engagements, pride festivals. Um, it's a busy month for us, as you can imagine, yeah. with it being pride month. Um, but we're also the department that handles the rapid mobilization uh, that is happening, especially over the past mm-hmm. couple of months with the Don't Say Gay bill that has passed last year it was the uh, insidious trans youth sports band mm-hmm. that Governor DeSantis passed. So when stuff happens, when, when whether it's positive or more recently, as it's, as it's really been negative, my team at Equality Florida is the one that is calling volunteers to say, hey, we need you to meet with uh, your state representative. We need you to go meet with your member of Congress to talk to them about the Equality Act. Um, uh, but I'd say more recently, it, it's quite honestly been at the school district level, mm. um, as the Don't Say Gay bill has passed, um, and, and we're kind of bracing ourselves for, for its implementation on July 1st, uh, a lot of the rhetoric, a lot of the dehumanization for LGBTQ folks, and especially our kids is really happening at the school district level. So that's really what my team has been focusing on over the past couple of months is, is training and recruiting the next wave of activists to combat moms for Liberty and the oh, yeah. far, well, I can't really call it the far right. It's more just the right now uh, at the district level, at the local level.
1: Uh, it's so upsetting. And, you know, Equality Florida has quite a presence. How, yes. how many people can you mobilize within like 48 hours and you can get to Tallahassee? Cause you have quite a following, of course, such a large organization here. How many people can you get there?
2: Yeah, that's a that's a really good question. I, I this is this is the Quality Florida's twenty-fifth anniversary year. Wow. So so uh, I wish we were celebrating under mm-hmm. better circumstances mm-hmm. um, uh, than what Governor DeSantis has forced us into uh, a pigeonhole for. But I would say over the past uh, this previous legislative session, we really saw an unprecedented moment. Mm. You saw, in, in response to the Don't Say Gay bill, you saw students just decide to uh, do the, organize their own walkouts.
3: Yeah. Um,
2: and from that, that sparred uh, us getting buses and saying, all right, everyone, let's go to Tallahassee. So I think over the core. Uh, well, to answer your question, for, uh, for a runway of about 48 hours, if I had all of the resources in the world uh, to, to get folks up there, because there's a little bit of a hike, whether especially from Broward and yeah. Miami-Dade County, I'd say that we could probably, if I had unlimited resources, we could probably get around 100 to 150 wow. folks up into the Capitol. Wow. Uh, it would take a lot of a lot of preparation. Don't get me wrong, but I think <laughs> that we could do it if we had had the resources.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, and it may not sound like a lot of people, but when you that's think about that building people. and that space that you can fill, that's, a that's lot it is a lot of people. That's yeah. It's pretty incredible. It's unfortunate because I've been covering, um, for pride month, I've been on the, for the regular muck episodes, I've been trying to cover, um, LGBTQ, uh, anti LGBTQ politicians and like bring light to like how we uplifted people who were really awful. And then, uh, I was thinking today, or we talked about it today on the yeah. podcast, that you know when not, I graduated in nineteen ninety six, like there was nobody coming out in school then. Like the progress we've made in the last twenty years is incredible, and the fact that we're trying that the legislatures all yes. across the country are trying to push us everyone back in the and closet these kids. is incredible. And like even going after the schools, like you're saying, the school board. Like I know that that's that we all know that's the next thing that that these like moms of liberty are going to go into, uh-huh. um, but. Uh, yeah the kids being up in that capital were just incredibly inspiring I'm sure you were also inspired by these young people who who have been raised in a time when this was not a thing that they are comfortable coming out to their friends and to their family or for the most part and you know depending on where they live yeah and feel safe in that that way it's incredible that they actually put themselves out there like that it's just unbelievable um
2: yeah and and I, I was I was just uh Earlier this week, I was listening to y'all's episode oh. uh, at, from the um, the Roe v. Wade leaked uh, moment, yeah. and I and I really think that a lot of y'all's sen- sentiment is what these students are feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, there, they, we we've, we've seen that the Republicans have held tight to this legislature for over twenty years. Uh, you've had moments when Democrats have controlled. Uh, the United States Congress, the United States, the the White House. Uh, we we control the White House now, and it feels like we are more under attack yeah. than we than we yeah. ever. It's
0: have wild. Been. It's, it is. It is wild. wild. It is, and yeah. So, how do we combat politicians like DeSantis who are politicizing someone's sexual identity and using it as debate you know debate points? Like, what can we do to fight against that?
2: I have been pondering that question for a very long time. <laughs> if I, if I, if I'm being very, very honest with y'all, and I, I'd say that I'd anger us in the fact that this isn't a fight. This isn't a new fight for LGBTQ mm-hmm. Floridians, but just LGBTQ folks holistically. Uh, Floridian, LGBTQ Floridians back in back before the early 2000s had to go through the Johns Committee, uh, where that sole purpose of that committee here in Florida was to uproot black and brown folks, but also LGBTQ folks from the state. You had, we had to go through Anita Bryant, um, Mm. her fight against the LGBTQ community. And you're seeing a lot of that rhetoric resurface with Governor DeSantis. And I think it's important for all of us to just take a step back and say, this, this is happening because Ron DeSantis sees that this is his only path to win the Republican nomination to become president mm. of the United States.
3: Yep.
2: He, we, we've seen, we saw what happened in 2016. We saw what happened in 2020. And you have President Trump. It feels great to say former President Trump. Oh, God, you yeah. have Governor DeSantis. And they're both jockeying to see who can be farther right than the other one mm. to become the nominee. <sighs> And he is willing to step on the neck of our kids, not only queer kids, but our trans kids as well, in order to become president. So I always anchor myself in that he is trying to divide us more than what we ever have been in the state of Florida because of his own political ambition. But I actually, I, I, I posed this question to Equality Florida's executive director, Nadine Smith, mm, about a month ago or so ago. Yeah, I'm biased, but I oh, love her too. Yeah. <laughs> and um, you know, the Moms for Liberty folks, they they uh, were hatched out of Indian River County. Um, uh, one of the co founders is is a family friend. And for me as as I'm kind of seeing a lot of this anti LGBTQ rhetoric pop up, it pops up a little bit more closer to home for me because of how how this is unraveling with my family and mm. where I'm from mm. and it hits heavy it, yeah. it it's a lot of things that I've worked through and it and so it's it's difficult for me and so I had this conversation with Nadine of we're it we've gone from trying to fight for LGBTQ non-discrimination to now just fighting for our survival Ugh. on a sometimes daily basis how do how do you get up Go to work. How do you live your true authentic self? Because I can without thinking of the younger version of myself, the fourth grade West that knew that there was that small thing that was different about him. And she, she actually put it to me pretty bluntly. She said, Wes, you're not four year old West anymore. You're not that fourth grade West. You're a grown ass man. (laughs) And you need to be that person that little west needed we have every single resource that we didn't have when we were kids at our disposal we have podcasts we have the internet we have ways to mobilize people that we have never had before so i'd say to, to answer your question directly is one understanding our history understanding that this fight is not a new fight it's just a fight with different people at the helm of the wheel and we're fighting for our existence, but to use every single resource that we have, because the kids who are in middle school, the kids who are in high school need us to be that adult that we didn't have.
3: Mm.
2: And so for me, that's what keeps me going. That's what, as, as we see the governor's press secretary call us groomers, call oh, us pedophiles, that, that's the thing that keeps me going. Is knowing that I am I am who I needed when I was a kid. So yeah. I hope that wasn't long winded, but no, it was, was a little bit more of an article oh. with, with Nadine.
1: First of all, <laughs> I want to say just you standing up in in being who you are is an act of resistance, and so hell fucking yeah! Like my <laughs> god, like just you know, it's, you can be a part of the community and work and go home every day. It's and and vote, right? right like that's an, right. even an active resistance, just to vote. But for the work that you are doing to be online, have a presence, yes. do this work that you're doing is an active resistance. And you are standing up for kids, whether they know you exist or not, like you are doing the work. And I, my God, it brings tears to my eyes oh to my think God. about that. Like, please thank you so much for everything that you do. Um, you know, I wanted to ask you because you've mentioned you're growing up. So, is that how you worked on Republican campaigns? Did you grow up in a, in a house that was conservative, and then had to come around, or like how did that happen?
2: Yeah. So, so I, I, uh, my dad obviously is a is a Republican, as I alluded to, mm-hmm. and for me, I followed the path that my parents laid for me, the path that I thought I was required to take on. So I graduated high school. I went to college in Lakeland, which you're noticing a small conservative town pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just kind of dove in headfirst. I managed congressional campaigns, uh, mayoral, state house, state senate races. And as I as I got to my senior year of high school, I uh, was offered a legislative aid position in the Florida House. And I started to really see what it was like in Tallahassee, what the environment that Republicans were creating was like, mm-hmm. um, and it it I started to get my taste. But being being a being an extrovert, I like I I pushed myself to see the glass half full instead of the glass half empty. But as I graduated, I noticed, as most people do, that I had a lot more. Time on my hands, sitting there eating ramen noodles and, and whatnot, pondering how you got this far in your life. There was that thing that I worked really hard to suppress, to ignore. And unfortunately, I started grappling that as I accepted a position um, with the Republican National Committee as we turned to the 2016 election. And I slowly started the process of coming out. Uh, I started coming out to my family first, to my friends, but as I left my apartment and went to work, I had to leave a part of myself behind. Mm-hmm. And for my queer folks out there that are listening, the pull to be your true authentic self is really heavy. It's it pulled at you really hard. And one day, I just decided, you know what? I gotta I gotta take care of myself." And I started coming out to people I work with. Um, and I don't think that there was anything emotionally, physically mentally that I could have done to prepare myself for the onslaught of dehumanization oh. that I had to experience. I, oh I remember volunteers and party staff would lock me out of my office. They would leave egregious notes on my desk. It kind of all cultivated for me when I was, uh, they asked me to empty a fundraiser for the party and local. I was super excited, never had the opportunity to empty a fundraiser before. I had my joke ready, practiced it so many times in front of the mirror. Got up to the podium, and there was a group of women in the back that stood up and shouted, faggot. And
1: <gasps> stop! Um, That's insane! No, 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 no! My and, God! Oh my God, dude! No! Oh!"
0: It it was. And it was this really is in Tallahassee. No, well, this
1: oh, was, this was, was in with the r the t yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. This this was in Lakeland. Oh my and, God! And you know, a lot of people, as I've told my story, have. Kind of anecdotally said, well, Wes, what did you expect?
3: Mm-mm. Like uh,
2: you, you gotta you gotta look at the the whole plate. And I'm like, I get yeah. it. <sighs> Looking back, yes, I hindsight fifty fifty. I 100 percent get it. But I love fields. Mm. I love people. I love organizing people. I love listening to people. One of the first pieces of advice my dad gave me as I got into politics is use your ears and mouth proportionately, and that's mm. really been the thing that has driven me to stay in the field. Um, and so it was difficult because I wanted to do what I love, but I was in an environment that didn't accept me as my whole self. Oh my
3: God. Um,
2: so I did what any uh, self-serving uh, gay, and, gay man would do. I went to Publix that after the fundraiser I uh, got too much ice cream, I uh, got <laughs> Bogo wine, and I was in line. And uh, there was a Marie Claire magazine article that was sitting on the stand. Uh, and they, there, there was an uh, interview by Hillary Clinton in there. So I picked it up, started reading it. And you hear in these movies that like there's these moments that people experience where it's just like a smack in the face like you just get a whole bunch of weight lifted off of your shoulders and for me it was reading a quote by Hillary Clinton and it said you have one life to live own it claim it live it Mm. and for me it was just like the breath of fresh air that I knew that I needed fast forward a little bit I um, the pulse massacre had happened I went up Mm. to Orlando And I heard a woman by Nadine Nadine Smith speak, the the executive director of Equality Florida. And I knew then at that point in time what I wanted to do for the rest of my life.
1: Oh, my God. You know, what a story. I got goosebumps. I'm I'm covered in goosebumps. I I'm ready to cry. (laughs) My God. But also, like, I, you know, I struggle with with being part of the democratic party at the moment, I just, I, okay. I feel like very hopeless in it. I'm, I'm hanging on for dear life, but I do. <laughs> but like I've, I've said, like as soon as I can change my party affiliation, I really want to become an independent because I just, I'm struggling mm-hmm. so much with it. But I was, I had expressed on the podcast like what that means for me. I'm a lifelong Democrat. That's my entire identity. My parent, my mother was very political and Democrat. Like that's who I am. And I'm steeped in it. So I could imagine how difficult that would be to be raised in a conservative Republican household and like, this is who you are. And then to not be accepted, it's got to be so hard and painful, you know? But I'm grateful. yeah.
2: No, I, I, I still grapple with that same question mm-hmm. um, that, that you just posed. Of You know, I, my parents are still registered Republicans, mm-hmm. but they I would say the thing that that has become the most kind of uh, eye opening moment is that voters aren't monolithic.
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: Republicans are as much as as much as we're as we're contrasted right now and divided. Voters aren't monolithic, and I would say that I, I remember so vividly the first Democrat I volunteered for. I uh, had moved back to I had moved over to Orlando, um, and uh, my my partner who we're, were still together at this time. Uh, I really wanted to go canvass for a candidate that I heard so much about. Her name at that her name was Anna Eskamani, uh, hey. and I was petrified. Because you know, I had done some phone banking for Hillary in the twenty sixteen cycle, but I had never shown up in person,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and I was just petrified. I was like, "She's going to find out. Should I tell her? Should I not? How? <laughs> like, what kind of shirt do I wear?" Uh, it was. It, I over. I was dramatically overthinking. But she recognized me from her work at Planned Parenthood, and after the intro and people, and we started to go knock on doors uh I hung out for a minute and we talked and I shared my story with her and she embraced me Uh she she said you know I'm happy that you are home Uh and I still get goosebumps I still tear up every time I think about that because that was one of the first moments at work that I felt included Uh that I felt that I belonged somewhere yes and that and I know, uh, especially in this day and age, I know politicians. Uh, we shouldn't we shouldn't think that uh, they're they're for us in every single <laughs> sense. But Representative Escamani does hold a very close and special place in my heart because of that.
1: Oh, <laughs> so, for, for sure. I mean, how es- wonderful! Especially because you know when you think about it. I mean, you would know this, but like. When you think about who runs politics, it's volunteers. It's yes. this little small <laughs> group of people who have some they time on their the hands. Yeah.
0: And like, or have no time on their hands, no but time. they do yeah, it anyway. They do it anyway
1: <laughs> because they love it, you know? Yeah. And so uh, I don't like putting politicians on pedestals either. Like I really, because I was like, well, they're going to disappoint me one day. So I'm just <laughs> not do this, Right. But she's a, she's a special one that yes. Anna Eskamani, my God, there's something it's, you know, what it is they, they, when a politician can come across as human, it's uh, astounding. Like yes. she really does. And she, she knows exactly what her lane is and she's authentic and, and real she fights. and she fucking fights for the right things. And it's incredible. So I love that story so much. That exactly, is, exactly. It's
0: incredible. Yeah. So, uh, Wes, can you tell us what then are some of the top issues that you really want to focus on on the upcoming year?
2: Yeah, I'd say that my the the two missions that I have as we go farther into 2022 is one, continuing to build queer people power across the state. And that doesn't mean just Broward. It doesn't just mean Miami-Dade. It doesn't just mean Orlando, Tampa, St. Pete. It really means doing the heavy and hard work of going to Melbourne, where mm-hmm. in Brevard County. Right. Going to Polk County, Sarasota, Lee, going in all of these rural spaces to make sure that we have representation, that we're going to these pride festivals. So Florida has the largest pride calendar of any other state in the nation. Wow. Prides wow. are popping up everywhere, all uh, all across the state uh, throughout this year. We gotta show up. That that's Really, I mean, a lot of times I, we have politicians and elected officials and coalition partners say, West Equality Florida, what, what can we do to help? And it, it sounds hyperbolic, but the short and sweet of it is just show up, go to the Pride Festival, sign up to volunteer, be there in community with people who don't have the sense of community that we have here in Orlando or that y'all have down there and Wilton Manor's in Fort Lauderdale. Mm-hmm. Because that, that being in community gets people going, feels like they're a part of something larger than themselves. And I'd say that the second mission is to continue to elect pro-equality champions to the Florida legislature, mm-hmm. to individual school boards as well. This, this previous session, we had three openly LGBTQ members of the Florida legislature, uh, Senator Chevron Jones, Representative Michelle Rayner and Representative Carlos Guillermo Smith. I could only imagine what the fight against Don't Say Gay would have been like if we didn't work our asses off in 2020 to elect Senator Jones mm. as the first openly LGBTQ member of the Florida Senate. Yeah. We would have not had a seat at that table in, on the Senate floor fighting against this bill if we didn't elect Senator Jones. And same thing for Michelle Rayner. The fact that in 2020, we elected the first out Black queer woman to any level of office. Yeah. That should have happened years and yeah. years and years ago. But to, to have her voice in the Florida legislature, to, to not only have her voice as a Black queer woman, but to also have her voice as a civil rights attorney, to really get into the weeds with Republican legislature legislators about why this bill is going to cause more chaos for our for our educators is is just so powerful. So I I take continuing to build queer people power across the state of Florida and continuing to elect pro equality champions. And I I'd really corner that to say we've got to focus on these school board races.
3: yeah. yeah.
2: That's where the Proud Boys, Moms for Liberty, yeah. the far right is focusing on electing their people to school boards. Mm, it's, it's so frightening. Yeah. It, 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 I've watched too many school board meetings uh, over the past couple of months. And to have kids like in middle school and high school go to a school board meeting for the first time, likely the first time they've ever been to a government meeting yeah. in their lives to speak against something or in support of something. And as they're walking up to the podium, having grown adults, grown adults shout some of the most discriminatory terms to them Mm. out loud is so egregious. And I could only, that's only a public meeting. I can only imagine what would happen at a school district level. If these far right folks take it over and then instruct curriculum that is anti-LGBTQ, anti-Black, anti-Brown, anti-immigrant. I can only imagine what the floodgates would be at the school district level if we allow the far right to take over at the local level as well.
0: And, and you know, I'm an educator um, at the high school level, and I worry as far as, you know, what is going to happen to me as an educator if I say something or support something but then I also think about like the GSA at our school, mm. um, the BS, you know, the 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 uh, Gay Straight Alliance, the the Black Student Association. How are how are those clubs going to be? Are they going to still continue to be allowed to function? You know, like what is mm-hmm. the the lasting ramification outside of curriculum that they're going to try? Because those clubs are really imperative at schools to help build well, awareness and 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 community. Well, and let's be honest. This is, this, and I don't want to sound like,
1: you know, dark, but this is life or death. A yes. gay straight mm-hmm. alliance at a high school is a place for acceptance and a safe place yes. for a student who maybe doesn't feel that way at home or right. anywhere else and, and in their and life. We're supposed to and, out and student like might be suicidal in some way because they feel alone. Mm-hmm. Like this is a place that is safe. And like why this, these laws are, they're crazy when you think about them, but it's they're literally harmful. life or death they're could harmful. be for, for young students and just doesn't. Mm-hmm. I thought they were pro life. Like I, I'm confused. <laughs> yeah. You confused it's, it's, me. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, it's the They want to
0: protect children, but you know, like you said, they're they're gonna you know shout horrible things to children. Right. It, it doesn't compute. No, it's outrageous. Yeah, and
2: and that that's really the thing that we're pretty. I'm I'm pretty honest with folks about is listen to them, listen to what these folks are saying. These these politicians. These these far-right folks are saying, because they're they're telling us their mission. They're telling us what they're aiming to do, and it is to do us harm. It it is to Governor DeSantis, the the sponsors of the Don't Say Gay bill, through through the legislative process, very vividly stated that the reason that they are sponsoring this bill, the reason that they are working hard to pass this bill is because more kids are coming out sooner and they want to erase LGBTQ kids, LGBTQ families, LGBTQ educators. They want to erase us from the classroom. They mm-hmm. want to erase us from instruction. And, you know, for me, I, I have, a, I, I have a, uh, a nephew who is about to start kindergarten. And my partner and I want to take him to Walt Disney World Mm because he wants to go to Walt Disney World. Right. So what is he supposed to do when he goes back to his teacher? The teacher asks, "What did you do over the weekend?" What he he's going to say? My uncle took me to Disney World with Marlon, his boyfriend. Right. And Governor DeSantis has very explicitly said that that statement alone is sexualizing kids. That my existence, my partner's existence. Oh my God. Is sexualizing my nephew. And that's how ludicrous this is mm-hmm. because I want nothing more than my nephew to grow up in a place where uh, he, he can do, he can love who he wants, he can be who he wants. Um, but unfortunately, Governor DeSantis is creating an, a- an atmosphere and creating a, a moment in our public schools where kids are afraid to say what they want to say, that teachers aren't teachers are now gonna have to walk on eggshells right. on what they can instruct, what they can instruct. When in all actuality kids just want to feel safe while they're in school. Right. I still right. remember my teacher that created that space, Miss Emerson, in eighth grade at Sebastian River Middle School. She was my safe space. Mm-hmm. She was the person that I could confide into and now she won't be able to do that.
0: Right. Oh my God. It it's 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 so incredibly violent and harmful. Yeah. You know, it's it. Well,
1: here's the thing. I, was, I said this on the podcast today, but it's this is the thing you and me and you and I and Tina, we all grew up in a time and our children are growing up in a time like your nephew, as much as like he wouldn't be able to say that he knows in his family that you're loved and accepted. And so his idea of LGBTQ is based on you. And you're Mm -hmm. being proud of who you are and being fun and you're his uncle and he loves you. And it's like, that's his idea. That was my idea of of growing up. I had a gay uncle and it was like, this was accepted because he's part of our family and we loved him. And it was like that. So when somebody says something anti-gay to me as a kid, I was like, well, that's fucked up because I know my Mm -hmm. uncle's awesome. Like, what is this? What is this? (laughs) Right. And so if we as people continue to have that sort of thing the legislature they can legislate all they want but what they can't legislate is the love that we have for the people in this community who are our friends our family our teachers like you can't stop that so do all the laws you want but there's no effing way on god's green earth that you're going to be able to stop the love that we have for our fellow human beings like just not going to happen and it's exactly it's confounding to me that we keep is that right? Is that the right word? Confounding. I, 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 that, so that we keep <laughs> electing people who don't really represent who we are. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, oh. I got to tell you, I have, uh, I've, I've said this to Lauren book this week. Oh, my new, my new BFF, Lauren book, <laughs> uh, Senator <laughs> book <laughs> name drop. Uh, I said to her this week that I feel, um, hopeless in the state of Florida, but I have to tell you, Wes, that people like you. Who are putting everything out there to get to to protect the LGBTQ community? Uh, they, you give me hope in the oh, state. I'm so grateful for your work and I, everything I, that you're doing.
2: It's not a it's not a solo effort. Like uh, <laughs> oh. Mary, Mary is Mary Egan, she's one of our fierce field organizers and in, in, yes, in South Florida. Yes. It, it quite literally takes a village to do the work that Brandon Wolf, who is our uh, press secretary, Joe Saunders, who's our senior political director. It, yes. it quite literally takes a village and it's it's a coalition as well like we work so closely with save down in south florida the lgbtq uh democratic caucuses across the state dolphin democrats is one of them mm. um it, it really takes the united front to be able to combat what is coming out of yeah. Tallahassee. um and it and then like like you kind of alluded to it it honestly stop starts at the ballot box yeah. yeah governor DeSantis wants to run for president wants to be president And we are the only thing stopping him from doing that. If we can defeat him in November, regardless of who the nominee is. Absolutely.
3: That that
2: stops him in this track. Because I could only imagine what a don't say gay, Mm. a trans youth sports ban, a trans youth medical care ban would look like. Under a DeSantis White House, right
0: on the federal put logo. on
2: national steroids. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh my God, it'd be a uh, no. nightmare.
0: It, it is, and I and I think you're absolutely right too about these school board races. Like we need to pay attention because people don't pay attention to these no. races, right? They're small races. Like people are, you know, they'll show up for a presidential election, mm. but Republicans show up to every election. Yeah. And I and mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest thing that it we're turns. up against. Yeah. In in um states like Florida, right. Well, exactly. I want to thank you so
1: much for being
0: here with us oh today. This was
1: an amazing conversation. And I am Incredible. so proud of this conversation.
0: I I mean, you yeah. are an inspiration and um, I am you. really thankful for all that you do. Absolutely.
2: Thank you. Yeah. And, and I, what y'all are doing, creating creating the space for people to just kind of like let their guard down and have a actual conversation about what's happening share the and sharing the frustration because even as I listen to the podcast I share the frustration I'm like yeah I'm I'm happy they're saying someone saying what they're saying (laughs) because I've been thinking it this whole time and I'm happy I'm not the only one going crazy over here in Orlando I'm happy that someone thinks the same thing I'm thinking. I gotta tell yeah.
3: you. So just,
1: yeah, <laughs> this is what I hear all the time. People slide into my DMs and they're like, "Thank you for screaming <laughs> the fuck, fuck over and over <laughs> again." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm crazy. I'm I'm channeling my anger through yes. this poor podcast. Poor team that's no, got to hear me screaming. It's amazing. But I, we need I mean, it. We need yeah, it. Yeah, we do. We do. Um, so what? Just really quickly before we end, is EqualityFlorida.com? Is that where people can donate and and help you you guys in the work that you're doing?
2: Yep. So you can go to eqsl.org. Um, and we actually just, uh, we 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 just updated our volunteer portal. So if you click, once you go onto the website, you'll see a, the volunteer tab. You click on that, you'll see a whole bunch of different ways that you can engage, um, and become a volunteer. You can, you can't miss the donate button on the upper right hand corner. Nice. Uh, uh, if, you, if you're able to fund our work, we're now hiring organizers in, uh parts of the state to hone in on our election work to keep our pro-equality majorities at uh, rural and uh, our non-rural school board spaces too. And I'm only able to do it because of uh, the donations that mm-hmm. come in that help fuel our work too. So the more people can either one give their time or can uh, donate, that's the more work that my team can do, the more spaces that we can reach, the more prides that we can attend, mm. uh, the more canvases we can host for uh, fierce uh, elected officials and candidates like Chevron Jones, on Escamani and Michelle Rayner.
3: Oh, Amazing. Thank and, you so and,
0: much. And, yeah. And can you just tell us uh, your the social handles where people can follow you and follow Equality Florida?
2: Yeah, I believe, oh, that's a, that's a good question. Equality Florida's is at i think it's same for twitter same for instagram um, and facebook it's at equality sl Um, if you go on facebook it's just search equality florida if folks want to get our pro equality voting guide go to equality florida action pack um, all spelled out Um, and you can see all of the folks that we have endorsed across the state Um, and you can also keep up with us in real time as things are happening if we're in your neck of the woods or anything along those lines, you can um, make sure that we're on your radar. Oh,
0: incredible.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much. And uh, happy pride.
0: Yes. Absolutely. Happy pride
3: to <laughs> you too.
1: Thank you. Have a great day. We'll talk to you very, very soon. This, Thank This you is so coming out next Friday. So we will right. tag you and everything and, yes. and let you know, and everybody can follow you and look at how cute you are. Oh, he's so cute.
0: <gasps> the cute.
2: Oh, <laughs> the so oh my god! <laughs> Thank you. All right. Thank I'll you. I, I, I get it from my partner.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Y'all have a good one.
1: You too. Bye. Bye. If you want to learn more about this week's guest, please follow the episode notes on our blog at themuckpodcast.fireside.fm. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Muck Podcast and on Twitter
0: at Muck Podcast. To support The Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support and different goodies for each level, Muckraker, Policy Wonk, or Bleeding Heart. We can't do this without you.